الحمدللہ وکفا وسلام علی عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشیطان الرجیم بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم مذاکرین الله کثیرا والذاکرات سبحان ربک رب العزت اما یصفون وسلام علی المرسلین والحمد لله رب العالمین اللهم صل علی سیدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم الله سبحانه وتعالى in Quran al-Kareem has mentioned a way of life for all of the believers many times women have this question that how are they supposed to balance this way of life that believers are supposed to have in their relationship with Allah Subhanahu along with their household responsibilities with their family responsibilities with their other engagements very simply in our deed balancing is about priorities if you keep the priorities in the right order Allah Subhanahu put barakah in our time and enable us to balance and juggle a whole range of things. But if we keep the priorities out of order, then it's very difficult to balance. Then a person will say, I don't know what to do. I have no barak in my time. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm not being a good mother, nor am I being the best wife, nor am I being a good sister or daughter, nor am I being the best worshiper of Allah Ta'ala, nor do I have the best zikr, person will start feeling like I'm doing so many things, but I'm not doing any one of them well. But when a person has the right priority, then Allah Ta'ala puts so much barakah in their time and barakah on their work, that Allah Subhanahu they will feel that I'm doing everything well. That this is going fine and this is going fine, and even though I didn't give so much time to this, Allah Ta'ala still made it turn out okay. This is called barakah. So we need barakah in our life. It would be foolish of us to try to live a life empty of barakah. We need to have more and more barakah in our life. Where does this barakah come from? This barakah comes from the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This barakah comes from the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So priority one is our fara'id from the hukukullah. Fara'id means includes the category fard, wajib, sunnah, muqidah. Fara'id means those things that we must do for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That has priority number one. Whether it means salah, it also means having sabr. Sabr is fard, shukr is fard, taqwa is fard, ikhlas is fard, kindness is fard. Right? So the required actions and the required feelings. The required actions and the required feelings This is the first priority. Second priority is the faraiz from hukuk al-ibad. And the same word will be used here. What? The required actions and the required feelings. Required action means, okay, obviously there are certain necessary things a mother has to do for her children, certain necessary things a wife has to do for her husband. But the actions aren't enough. Deen is not actions alone. Deen means actions plus feelings. So the required feelings, like Allah Ta'ala says in Quran about husband and wife, that He has created this relationship 
the spousal relationship. Why? For two feelings, mawadda wa rahma. For mawadda, which means affection. Mawadda means it's a, it means love. Wudda means love, but mawadda you can say it means loving affection or an affectionate kind of love, a soft, tender, gentle, affectionate type of love. Warahma. And the husband and wife are supposed to have feelings of mercy for one another. They're supposed to literally be a mercy for one another. Now that Allah Ta'ala who has used this word for himself, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, that Allah Ta'ala who used this word for Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ That same Allah Ta'ala in same Qur'an uses the word rahma. The same feeling of mercy has to be there between husband and wife. That's also fard. This is part of the faraiz of a Not just the actions and outward performance of khidmah or duty or caretaking, but to have the required feelings. Mother has to obviously, now perfectly you can understand, do you think it's enough to be a mother just that we make the breakfast and we change the diapers and we tutor the homework, but we don't have any feelings for our children, that all of you would gasp, you would be aghast, you would be horrified at such a concept you could say, I can never imagine a mother who has no feelings for her children. She just has the outward actions, but she doesn't have the inward feelings. You would say the inward feelings are required of being a mother. They're part and parcel of motherhood. Motherhood is inconceivable without the feelings of motherhood. But just like that, being a slave of Allah subhanahu ta'ala, being an abd of Allah subhanahu ta'ala, being a mu'min of Allah subhanahu ta'ala, being a believer of Allah subhanahu ta'ala, cannot just be the actions, but it should be also equally inconceivable for us that we want to view ourselves as believers, but we don't have the feelings of iman. The feelings of iman are love for Allah subhanahu ta'ala, fear of Allah subhanahu ta'ala, tawakkul Allah, absolute trust, reliance, dependence on Allah subhanahu ta'ala, feelings of shukr, feelings of sabr, so many feelings, the Qur'an is full of feelings. So the Qur'an came to teach us how to feel, not just what to do, the Qur'an came to teach us how to feel. And we have to have these feelings. We must have these feelings. So priority number one are the actions and feelings pertaining to our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are called fara'id from hukukullah. Priority number two are the faraiz from hukukul ibad, that we must have the actions and feelings in all of the lawful relationships that Allah subhanahu has placed us in. Third priority. Now when you move to third, once you cross these two, now you the whole realm in the next, after these two, can be called in simple English extras. Now it's all about the extras. Some of you may have heard we often say this, that they're extras of deen and they're extras of dunya. And we tell our students that if you want to get the extras in deen, you have to give up some of the extras in dunya. And that person who only chases after the extras in dunya, they won't get the extras of deen. It's not possible. You can't have everything. You can't have everything. So now after the first two priorities, the third thing is a choice. Now, Now here is where the balance comes in. Up to now it was about priorities. After the first two, it's going to be about balance. What happens is, is that number three is to get extras in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does it mean? More actions, more atmal, more deeds. Or more feelings. More deeds, more feelings. What does it mean? More actions. 
to pray more salah, nawafil salah, to make more zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to read more Qur'an, to go for more umrah, to pay more charity, etc. More feelings means that, okay, now I want to love Allah ta'ala even more. I want more qurb. I want to be even closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to have more feelings for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. More qurb, more taqwa, more love, more fear, more intimacy. If Allah Ta'ala says, فَإِنِّي قَرِيبَ I want to feel it more. If Allah Ta'ala says, وَهُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ I want to feel it more. More and more and more. So this is number three. To have more actions and more feelings in our relationship with Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Number four, priority number four, is to have more actions and more feelings with hukuk al I want to spend more time with my kids, more time with my husband, more time with my parents. I want to have an even more loving relationship with my kids, more loving relationship with my spouse, more loving relationship with my parents. So now when we come to this, now it's a question of balance. How come there's no balance in the first two? Because they're faraid, you have to do both of them absolutely. So there's no question of trade-off, compromise, balance, this or that. In the first two, the faraid from a the faraid from a a person has to do both, entirely and absolutely. However, in these two, there's the balance. Now, every woman has her own particular situation. To really advise a person, we would have to advise them case by case. But a woman has to see, sometimes she will have to give more time to Kukulibad, right? Because obviously she can't have a minimalist relationship with her children, or minimalist relationship with her husband, or minimalist relationship with her parents. But sometimes she has to give more time to her deen, acquire more ilm of deen, study more ilm of deen, learn more ilm of deen, Listen to more bayans and majalis of deen. Sometimes she has to give more. So this is the question of balance. To balance this right, you need barakah. The way that we have barakah in balancing these two things is all about zikr. It's all about the whole concept of zikr and the practice of the concept of zikr, the practice of zikr and the feelings of zikr will enable us to balance properly between these two things. We'll put barakah in our balancing between these two things. First, concept of zikr. What does it mean? Zikr means that we should never forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala says in Quran, وَلَا تَكُمْ مِنَ الْغَافِلِينَ That don't you let yourself for even one second let yourself forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا تَكُمْ مِنَ الْغَافِلِينَ don't you dare let yourself be heedless of him, heartless of him, mindless of him for even one moment. So that is the asl, that's like the usul, that's the principle, that's the guiding principle for us when we're balancing three and four. I can't let myself be ghafil of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran that your money and your children can be a fitna for you. Why? Because they may distract you from the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we go so much more for our children, such that it makes us forget the zikr of Allah ta'ala, Allah ta'ala in Quran is called that fitna. So the asal, the guiding principle was zikr. We can't go so more into things. For example, 
Sometimes people say that I'm worried that what will happen to my children after I die. I'm worried that what will happen to my children after I die. What does it mean? They're worried that when I die and I pass away from this world, what will happen to my children in this world? So our Shaykh Hazidi teaches that no, you shouldn't say like that, that I'm worried about what will happen to my children after I die. Instead, you should say, I'm worried about what will happen to my children after they die. I'm worried about what's going to, when I die and go to Akhirah, what's going to happen to my children in this dunya. I'm not so worried about that. Because Allah SWT can take care of that for them. What I'm worried about is after I die, then when my children die, what's going to happen to them in Akhirah? How are they going to appear before Allah on the Day of Judgment? Will they have been prepared for the Day of Judgment? Have I prepared my children for the Akhirah? Have I prepared them for the Akhirah before I begin my journey? And if I haven't, I'll be worried that how will they make that journey when their time comes. So this is the way that the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the guiding principle in everything extra that we do. Second way you can understand from Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an about the believers in Surah Mu'minun, Mu'minun, that indeed successful are the believers, and Allah Ta'ala mentions several categories of them, or several qualities of them. So for today, for this purpose, we want to talk about one quality, Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an about believers, the successful believers, the believers who will have falah, what must they do? وَهُمْ أَنِ مُؤْرِذُونَ That they turn away, from love, they do eraz, they spurn it, they flee from it, they turn their back on it, they turn their face from it, they turn their shoulder on love. What is love? Love means fudul, faltu. Love means futile, pointless, without any ukhrawi benefit, without any benefit in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The pastimes and idle pursuits of this world. You know, you'd be amazed people today, they have time for gardening. And they have time for hobbies. And they have time for pastimes. And the same woman say, I don't have time for the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we have time for extra baking, right? One is okay, you have to make a reasonably good food so your husband and children are happy. But no, we have a passion for baking, a passion for cooking, a passion for gardening, extra time. We have extras in the dunya. And then we say, I don't have time for the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar kameera. Those pastries and those flowers, they don't even go with us in the grave. Hmm? They're not going to save us on the Day of Judgment. Our Mashaikh Ajib, Shaykh Ladis Mulana Muhammad Zakariya, he writes that there was one Shaykh and he used to eat raw sattu. He used to eat raw barley flour. Another Shaykh told him that why don't you mix it in water and stir. So the first Shaykh said, no, I used to do that. But then it occurred to me that I could eat it raw and I would save some time. So I sat down and I tried to estimate how much time do I save by the time I mixed it in water, by the time I stirred in water, how much time does that take? So he says it takes it would take as much time as it would take to say subhanallah seventy times. So I rather chose that I would rather say subhanallah seventy times. Therefore I eat barley flour raw, I don't even have time to mix it in water. Allah Akbar. This is the priority. <laughs> this is called prioritization. This is called a person who has purpose. How can it be that we have time for every pastime, every pursuit, every luxury, every enjoyment, every ease, every comfort in this world? 
and we don't have time for the spiritual comfort. Allah bi-zikrillah tatmitnul kulub. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that only and only through the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will the spiritual hearts find itminan, will they find spiritual comfort, ease, tranquility, serenity, serendipity, they will enjoy, they will have itminan. So we have to make time for that. We have to make time for that. So when we understand this, وَهَمَّنَ اللَّغْوِ مُعْرِذُونَ It doesn't mean that we are not, we have to turn away from our duties, turn away from our responsibilities, turn away from our loved ones. It means we have to turn away from our idle pursuits, our vain pursuits. It means we have to use our free time more effectively. We have to use our free time in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, again, again another verse explaining the concept of zikr. Allah ta'ala says in Quran, فَإِذَا فَلَغْتَ That when you become free. Now this is a sign if you want to know what you love, what you're attracted to, what's important to your heart, you just have to see that what do I do when I'm free. So whenever a person loves something, the very first thing they'll do when they're free is they'll go to it. That means they have ragbat for it. They have a yearning for it. They were waiting all day to be free so they could do it. So some person, they're crazy about coffee. So they're waiting all day for the chance they get to eat, drink their coffee. Somebody's waiting, I'm waiting all day for the chance I can read this novel. I'm waiting all day so I can do this. Allah Ta'ala is teaching mu'mineen in Qur'an that what are you supposed to be yearning for? What were you supposed to be missing all day? That you were too busy for it. So the second you become free, you turn to it. Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, فَإِذَا فَلَغْتَ فَنْسَبْ That when you become free, فَنْسَبْ becomes steadfast. Don't let yourself be lazy. Don't let yourself be idle. Don't let yourself be ghafil. Don't waste that free time. Make use of this fursat faragat. Make use of this free time. And do what? فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَنْسَبْ وَإِلَى رَبِّكَ فَرْغَبْ And to your Rabb alone, فَرْغَبْ Should you turn in ragbat? You should turn to Allah only. Turn to Allah Ta'ala alone. Turn to Allah Ta'ala specifically in a feeling of passion and yearning and longing. This is the believer. This is what we should be doing. And if we can understand this and stay away from fuzul, then Allah Ta'ala will give us tawfiq and give us time and feeling of zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even then we can still we'll get some time to spend extra time with the people of the world, our beloveds in this world. But we will do that also in a state of zikr. This is called barakah. This is the power of the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we have to reduce some of these idle things. Now I know everybody can't do it instantly. It doesn't mean you should... Not everybody will be able to pull the plug instantly, completely on every hobby, every pastime, every pleasure. At least reduce. Start reducing it. But don't reduce it just for the sake of reducing it. Reduce the time and use it for dhikr. You have to take time out for dhikr. What does it mean? You have to take time out from other activities and reallocate it for the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Although it's not going to happen. You see, our pre-existing schedule is already filled. It may be filled with ghaflat, it may be filled with pastimes, but whatever it is, it's already filled. So it's not automatically going to happen. All of a sudden we make niyat, and next thing you know, we're doing one to two hours of zikr a day. No. We have to make niyat of zikr, and then we have to actively take the time out. It's take time away from some of the extra things that we do in dunya, so that we can reclaim that time to use it for the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To at least start somewhere. Take 10 minutes out. Say, okay, today I'm going to 
try to finish up in the kitchen 10 minutes earlier than I normally do. Why? Because I'm going to use that 10 minutes for the zikr of Allah Today I'm going to spend 20 minutes less this weekend on the garden. Why? Because I'm going to use that 20 minutes for the zikr of Allah Today I'm going to try not to talk so long with my friend on the phone. I'll try to wrap up a bit early. Why? So I can get 5-10 minutes to the zikr of Allah Once you start doing that, then things open up. And Allah Ta'ala put barakah. A lot of things in life we're overdoing. And actually, the, what only one thing Allah Ta'ala wants us to overdo is zikr. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu thkurallaha zikran kathira. That, oh, you have iman, you should make zikr of Allah Ta'ala zikran kathira. You have to make a lot of zikr. Kathir means excessive zikr. You can even understand it like this, that you should overdo your zikr. There's one thing to overdo. That's it. Otherwise, Allah Ta'ala has not told us to work kathir and everything. Now, we are people who overeat, we are people who oversleep, we are people who over-relax, we are over people who over-lounge. We're doing eating, sleeping, relaxing, lounging, enjoying, being idle, being ghafil over, over, over. And mu'min, mu'minat. That's why I recited in the beginning, Allah Ta'ala actually said in Quran, وَذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَذَّاكِرَاتٍ this word is in Quran, Dhaqirat. Those women who remember Allah Ta'ala a lot. This is a chance. This is an opportunity Allah Ta'ala has given you. It should be your heart should leap. Your heart should leap at this opportunity. Your heart should be hearing that Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, I want to be from your mu'minat Zakirat. I want my name to be on that list. I want that feeling to be in my heart. I want to be from those believing women who remember you a lot, who remember you all the time, who remember you excessively. That's going to happen when we make the time, when we take the time to do the zikr of Allah SWT. So this concept of zikr is what's going to enable us to balance. Okay, then sometimes still, you may sometimes have to spend time with relatives, family, etc. Here in Nabiya Kareem Sassam Tons in Hadith, that if a person is in a gathering, where everybody else has forgotten Allah Ta'ala, where the other people are not actively remembering Allah Ta'ala, so they are ghafil. If at that time in your heart you remember Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala sends a special mercy on us. So it means wherever we are, however we are, we want to make the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So that zikr will provide barakah. The desire to do zikr will put barakah and enable us to balance. Even when we're doing the extras of the world, our heart will still be remembering Allah Ta'ala. That's why Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, That there are such people that neither trade, sale, commerce, nothing can distract them from the zikr of Allah SWT. It means even while they're doing things of the dunya, their heart keeps remembering Allah SWT. They took this ayah seriously, Don't you let yourself forget Allah Ta'ala at all. They took it seriously. So they made sure to remember Him in every activity that they do. It's possible. This is doable. This is not something impossible. Don't think that, no, this is some totally other level of existence. This is something maybe that only a few awliyaullah on the face of this earth have. No, this is possible. I give you delil from Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْأَهَا Allah Ta'ala has not tasked any person, not made anyone responsible for anything that is beyond their ability to bear. It means every single commandment in Quran is doable. 
every single, every single feeling mentioned in Quran is livable. And it's doable and feelable for every believer. Everything that Allah Ta'ala begins by saying, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. Just by virtue of our iman. It means the power of that iman is it gives us the potential to do that. It doesn't matter whether we live in England or Norway or Switzerland or America or Pakistan. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many children we have. It doesn't matter what our family condition is like. It doesn't matter what our relationship with our in-laws is like. It doesn't matter what our financial position is like. As long as we are alladhina amanu, it means that necessarily, Allah Ta'ala necessarily, it's yaqeen. We have absolute yaqeen in Qur'an. That every verse in Quran will be true. And Allah Ta'ala said He has not burdened anyone beyond their ability. So it means it's part of our iman, our aqidah, our yaqeen. That Allah Ta'ala has given us this ability to do dhikr kathir. When Allah Ta'ala addressed us and nobody is an exception from that. Everybody is alladhina amanu. So when Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu thukurullaha dhikrin kathira. It means this life of dhikr kathir is possible for me. But it's not going to fall in my lap. I have to make it happen. I have to reach out for it. I have to make some sacrifice for it. I have to make some struggle for it. I will have to accommodate it. I will have to leave some things for it. But I can definitely do it. And Allah Ta'ala will then put barakah in this effort, in this sacrifice. How much barakah does Allah Ta'ala put? Ajib in Quran al-Kareem, Allah Ta'ala mentions so much barakah that comes from the zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Same passage, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu thukurullaha dhikran kathira. O you who believe, remember Allah Ta'ala excessively. Wasabbihuhu bukratun wa asila. And do tasbih. Glorify Allah Ta'ala. Remember how amazing Allah Ta'ala is. Remember that Allah Ta'ala is more amazing than anything else in the world. And therefore Allah Ta'ala should be the most amazing thing in your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for him should be the most pressing thing. All of this is the meaning of tasbih. وَسَبِّهُهُ بُكْرَةً وَأَسِيلًا And you should glorify and remember Allah ta'ala morning and evening. The morning and evening can mean what we call subah sham ki adhkar, remembrance of Allah ta'ala morning and evening. And morning and evening can also be a metaphor, simply means all the time. Because that what you do in the daytime and the nighttime. Morning and evening can mean all day and all night. It can also mean that. <laughs> to always to remember that Allah Ta'ala is amazing. Okay, so now if we do this, what happens? This is the amazing part. Allah Ta'ala continues in the Quran to say, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu thukurullaha dhikran kathira wa sabbihuhu bukratan wa asila Allah Ta'ala is that being. He will send salawat upon you. Allah Ta'ala and all the angels will send salawat on you. If you do zikr kathir. Ya Allah, you and the angels send salawat on the Prophet You said in Quran, Inna wa malaikatuhu That indeed Allah Ta'ala and His angels send salawat on the Prophet but are saying in this part of Quran, yes, but if you, O believers, you do the kathir, who alladhi yusalli alaykum wa malaikatuhu, Allah Ta'ala is that being that He will send salawat on you, and all of the angels will send salawat on you. Then the ulama, they mentioned that this was a new duty given to angel Jibreel, 
that throughout the history of humanity, Jibreel Islam had only one duty. That's it. And his duty was to bring wahi, revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the anbiya, to the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when Nabi Kareem sallallahu prophecy began, and this ummah came into being, then Allah ta'ala gave Jibreel Islam another duty. So I will just put it in words to you, just to understand that it's as if, it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Jibreel Islam another duty. What? That, O oh, Jibreel, up till now your duty was only and only to bring wahi to anbiya, to bring revelation to prophets. But now it is the final ummah, ummah Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the blessed ummah. Now Jibreel has another duty. What? That when the mu'mineen of this ummah, they make zikr kathir, they remember Allah ta'ala, now Jibreel, you have another duty, you will send salawat on those mu'mineen zakirin. وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ And all the angels will send salawat on the mu'mineen zakirin. But even more than that, هُوَ الَّذِي يُسَلِّي عَلَيْكُمْ Allah Ta'ala will send salawat on the mu'min zakirin. Now you tell me, if all of the angels, including angels Jibreel, send salawat on your heart, and Allah subhanahu ta'ala send salawat on your heart, because you're a zakir, a woman of zikr, you tell me, won't that put barakah in your life? Won't that put barakah in your time? Won't that enable you to balance things? Won't that put barakah in your relationship with your children? Won't that put barakah in your relationship with your spouse? We were fooling ourselves, thinking that we could somehow manage all of these things without the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah ta'ala promised His and all of the angels' blessings and salawat if we made the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need these blessings. Another mistake some mothers make is they think that, oh, you know, because I'm too busy with the children, I can't make zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. Do we have some atheistic concept of motherhood? Who taught us that motherhood is just changing diapers, making food, school runs, tutoring and homework? Part of being a mother is being a ذاكرة mother to your children. Why? So if you have a baby or an infant or even a young child and you hug them and you console them, you want to put them to sleep at night. So what? What's the most you can do? When you physically hug them, you can physically comfort them. They will feel emotionally consoled when they are clasped to the breast of their mother. But the Muslim mother was supposed to take mothering to another level. This is what every woman is a mother like this. The Muslim mother was to take it another level that not only do I clasp my child to my chest and give them the comfort and emotional solace of my embrace, but also because I'm a zakira. I have the nur of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala in my kalb. So when my child's heart comes and presses against me, because children are masoom, and so the kulub of the masoom, the hearts of the innocent, they can perceive the hearts that do zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Even subconsciously, their hearts are attracted to those kulub that do zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So I'm a woman, a mother who does zikr. I'm a zakr woman. So therefore my children's spiritual hearts will be attracted towards my heart. My children's spiritual heart will be directed towards my heart. When I do zikr of Allah Ta'ala, Allah bi I get the itminan in my heart. So now the children will get ruhani itminan sukun from me. That's part of my mothering. Doing zikr is part of being a mother. Doing zikr is part of being a mother. And then if you do this for all the time your children grow up, then they will take their deen from you. 
You see, for 10, 12 years until they become mature, they're masum. And if all the time you're a zakar woman, zakar woman, then for 10, 12 years, the kulub, the hearts of your children were always attracted towards you. We're always directed towards you. We're always getting itminan and sukun from you. That creates a bond. That creates a deep bond. And then when they mature, still they will take their deen from you. Then you will be able to protect them. Even if they're living in this society or exposed to the ills and evils of this society. Because their heart, spiritual heart, is attracted to your spiritual heart. Because you did the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. And hence your spiritual heart was nourishing their heart. The itminan and nur of zikr in your heart was flowing into their heart for 10-12 years. And the women who don't do the spiritual mothering, who don't do the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, then they try to bring children to deen by words. Then they say, I don't know what to do. I keep trying to explain to my children. I've tried everything and they don't listen. Because Allah Ta'ala told them in Quran not to listen. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, وَلَا مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ أَنْ ذِكْرِنَا That do not obey, do not obey that person whose heart we have made empty of our zikr. So if our hearts are empty of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, how will our children obey us? When the Qur'an is telling people not to obey those whose hearts are empty of zikr. So it's part of being a mother. It's part of your mothering and nurturing the children to have the nur of zikr in your kalb. And it's part of them listening to you and obeying to you that you have the zikr of Allah Ta'ala in your heart. So the zikr of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala gives a lot of barakah. A lot of barakah. And when we make zikr kathir, it's what enables us to balance. It creates so much blessing that everything gets balanced. Not only does everything get balanced, everything gets done right. Everything gets done correctly. Can you imagine what a wonderful life that would be? That you have barakah in your deen. Even more than having barakah in my time, and barakah in my health, and barakah in my wealth, is to have barakah in my deen. That now every prayer has an effect on me. Why? Because I pray with the zikr of Allah SWT. Then you would be having such a wonderful life. That every prayer brings you to the qurb of Allah SWT. Every prayer makes you feel love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every prayer makes you feel the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of this will happen only through zikr. Allah ta'ala said in Quran, وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةِ لِذِكْرِ That established the salah for my zikr. Pray for the sake of remembering me. So then if we pray without remembering Allah ta'ala, then what was the purpose? That salah was prayed without purpose. That salah was prayed without feeling. Now we don't want to be unfeeling in any of our relationships in this world. We would not want our husband to be unfeeling towards us. But we want to be unfeeling towards Allah Ta'ala. And we want to be unfeeling during the prayer itself. When prayer was supposed to be the ultimate feeling, the ultimate qurb, the ultimate closeness and intimacy we feel with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So that's why the women also have to learn zikr. Sometimes we've explained to you in different talks in London in the early years that this ummah, the history of this ummah is a history of zakirat mu'minat. This was the early period that all the women were zakirat. They used to make zikr of Allah Ta'ala. They used to pray tahajjud. They used to teach their own children Qur'an. There was no concept of outsourcing them to maktab or outsourcing to masjid or outsourcing to a qari. Every mother was teaching Qur'an to the children themselves. Every Muslim home and family was a madrasa and maktab itself. There was so much nur at that time. There was so much ibadah at that time. There was so much zikr at that time. 
So we, again, the ummah needs zakirat women. This is the same thing that benefited the ummah. The same thing the ummah needs again. It's the same thing that the ummah needs again. That's why, alhamdulillah, our own shaykh puts in a lot of effort in teaching women the zikr. And then our mashaykh, they understood this. To teach the women the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that women get the nur of the zikr in their heart. They get the barakah of the zikr in their life. So may Allah ta'ala accept each and every one of you for this path of zikr. May He make you steadfast in the zikr. May He make you do heartfelt zikr. May He grant us all the barakat of zikr in our life. May He grant the nur of the zikr in our heart. And through that may He put nur in all of our relationships with others. May Allah ta'ala accept this need from us. May He make us steadfast. May He make us strong in deen. Grant us himma in deen. Protect us from every laziness. Protect us from every idleness. Protect us from every ghafla. Grant us every ni'mah. Wa akhiran da'wana. An alhamdulillahi rambin alameen. Allah <laughs> And for so long our hearts have been attached to the mundane things of this world, the futile things of this world, yet it became unattached us, Ya Allah. Attach our hearts to you, Ya Allah. Connect our hearts to you, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, remove the hardness from our heart. Remove the sickness from our heart. Remove all the unlawful feelings from our heart. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, purify our heart with love for you. Fill our heart with love for you. Drown our heart with love for you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we wish your name to be inscribed on our heart. We wish your name to be beloved to our heart. We want your name to be enough for our heart. That you are kafi for us. Shafi for us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, fill our hearts with a love for you. Love for Quran. Love for Nabi alayhi salam. Love for his sahaba. Love for his seerah. Love for his sunnah. Love for all of the siddiqeen and sadiqeen. Love for the shuhada. Love for the ulama. Love for the awliya. Love for the salihin. Love for all mu'mineen. Ya Allah, unite us on this love. Strengthen us on this love. Raise us on the day of judgment. From the Al-Mutahab, Buna, from those who loved one another for you. Raise us on this love. Recognize us by this love. Ya Rabbi Kareem, melt our heart, Ya Allah. Soften our heart, Ya Allah. Fill our heart with the feelings of Iman. We too want to be muttaqeen. Get us the feelings of taqwa, feelings of haya, feelings of shukr, feelings of sabr, feelings of ikhlas. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make all the women here today have the Misle Haya of Sayyidah Maryam Radiallahu ta'ala anha. Yalla, you put her beautiful story in Quran for us. We failed to take heed. We failed to learn. Yalla, grant us a Haya that resembles hers. Grant all the men the Haya of Sayyidah Yusuf alayhi salam. Grant us a Haya that resembles his. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Yalla, accept us for this path of zikr. We too want to remember you. Make us amongst the zakirin and zakirat. Include us in zakirin and zakirat. Give us tawfiq, Ya Allah for the asbab of zikr the ahwal of zikr awqat is zikr turuk is zikr Ya Rabbi Kareem put the nur of the zikr in our hearts put the nur of the zikr in our homes 
Ya Allah, we make dua for all these women here today. Make them from the salihat. Make them from your abidat. Make them from the qanitat. Ya Rabbi they came here seeking you, hoping to find you, to find your mercy, to find your qurb, to be connected to you. Ya Allah, you are al-kareem. You are always more than we wished you to be. You are always more than we intend you to be. You are always more than we hope you to be. Ya Rabbi Kareem, fulfill their hopes, Ya Allah. Before they rise and return to their homes today, grant them your qurb, grant them your love. Cast your special nazar on them. Ya Allah, accept all of their homes for deen. Accept their families for deen. Accept their children for deen. Safeguard their children on deen. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, amarin duaon ko kubul farma. Apne rahmat karam ka mamla farma. Aap apne nazar-e shafqat anayat farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, aapke ek nazar ki baat hai. Amare puri zindagi ka sawal hai. Aap karam kar lijiye. Hum bar-bar irada kar chuke hain. پھر بھی ذاکر نہیں بن سکے آپ بنا دیجئے اللہ ہمارے دل کو بس اپنے یاد پر جمع دیجئے اس ذکر کو ہمارے دل پر چھا دیجئے ہمارے سینوں کو اس ذکر کے لئے قبول کر لیجئے ذکر کا نور عطا فرما ذکر کا سکون عطا فرما ذکر کا اتمنان عطا فرما یعنی بکریم ہمارا جینا مرنا آپ کی یاد میں قبول فرما میرے بکریم ہم غافل نہیں ہونا چاہتے غافلین میں اپنا نام نہیں ہونا چاہتے ہر قسم کے غفلت سے نکال دیجئے نفس کے مکارے سے چھڑوا دیجئے شیطان کی وسوسے سے نکال دیجئے قلبی بنا قلبی زندگی نصیب فرما ہمارے قلوب کو اپنی یاد سے منور فرما ہمارے ظاہر کو حیاء اور سنت سے مزین فرما اور ہمارے باطن کو آپ کو قرب اور معرفت سے منور فرما یار بکریم جس محبت سے انہوں نے اپنے گھر میں ہمیں بلایا یار بکریم اس کے عوض میں آپ اپنی محبت عطا فرما جو آج ہم یاد جمع ہوئے ہمیں آخرت میں بھی جمع نصیب فرما جو اپنے دنیا میں ہمیں نعمتیں دیئے یا رب کریم ہم آخرت کی نعمتوں کی زیادہ محتاج ہیں آپ تو کریم ہیں آپ سے بہی دے کہ آپ اس دنیا میں ہمیں نوازیں اور آخرت میں محروم کریں یا رب کریم آخرت کی نعمتیں عطا فرما آخرت کی خوشیاں عطا فرما آخرت کی درجات عطا فرما یعنی بے کریم اس پورے خاندان پر اپنی نظر شفقت عطا فرما جب آپ قبول کرتے ہیں تو ہم نے دیکھا پورے خاندان کو قبول کر سکتے ہیں آپ نے جو نبی ابراہیم علیہ السلام اور سیدہ حاجر ودی اللہ تعالیٰ عنہ کو قبول فرمایا آپ نے تو پورے نسل قبول فرمایا آپ نے ان کو ابو الانبیاء بنایا جد الانبیاء بنایا ان سے ہزاروں انبیاء کو پیدا کی یعنی بے کریم ان کے والد صاحب مرحوم بھی آپ کے عالم دین تھے آپ کے چاہنے والے تھے آپ ان کی اپنی خاص نظر ان کے خاندان پر ڈال دیجئے اس خاندان سے ہزاروں اولیاء کو پیدا فرما ہزاروں علماء کو پیدا فرما اپنے چاہنے والوں کو پیدا فرما اپنے ماننے والوں کو پیدا فرما آپ کے کسی عاشق کو پیدا فرما آپ کرم کر لیجئے ہم نے تو اپنے بھڑوں سے سنا کہ ایک غلام ہوتا ہے ایک خاندانی غلام ہوتا ہے ہم بھی آپ کے خاندانی غلام ہونا چاہتے ہیں ہم آپ کی نسلی غلام ہونا چاہتے ہیں ہم آپ کی نسبی غلام ہونا چاہتے ہیں ہمارے پورے قیامت تک تمام آنے والے نسل کو اپنے غلامی میں قبول فرما ہمارے غلامی کا تاج پنا دیجئے غلامی کا شرف بخشن دیجئے آپ کا کرم ہوگا آپ کا فضل ہوگا آپ سے ہمارے سے بہت بہتر لوگ ہیں جو ہم سے عقل میں اچھے ہیں شکل میں اچھے ہیں اعمال میں اچھے ہیں دین میں اچھے ہیں 
آپ کی مہربانی ہوگی اگر آپ ہمیں بھی چن لیجیے اپنے یاد کے لیے آپ کے دین کے لیے آپ کے دین کی خدمت کے لیے آپ کا احسان ہو گیا رب کریم کر دیجیے اللہ آپ کا فضل ہو گیا رب کریم تو تو ظفل عظیم والی ذات ہے اپنا فضل دے دیجیے اپنا کرم دے دیجیے اپنے رحمت عنایت فرما رب کریم ہمارے ان دعاؤں کو قبول فرما سب کو برکت نصیب فرما ہم سب کے وقت میں برکت عطا فرما صحت میں برکت عطا فرما رزق میں برکت عطا فرما بکریم ہمارے دین میں برکت عطا فرما جو ماں ہیں جن کے اولاد ہیں رب کریم اولاد کی تربیت کرنا ہمارے لیے آسان بنا ذکر سے تربیت ہمارا طرز بنا رب کریم ہمارے اولاد کی ایمان کی حفاظت فرما اولاد کی مستقبل کو روشن فرما جن گھر میں نوجوان بچے بچے ہیں ان کے لیے نیک سادہ قدردان رشتہ تلاش کرنا آسان بنا رب کریم آپ کرم کر دیجئے فضل کر دیجئے جس کے دل میں جو دلی تمنا ہے نیک فریاد ہے نیک مراد ہے سب کی پورا فرما ہمارے ان دعاؤں کو قبول فرما ربنا تکمل منا انکا انت السمیع العلیم وتوب علینا انکا انت التواب الرحیم وصلی اللہ تعالی علی حبیبه سیدنا محمد وعلا آلہ وصحبہ اجمعین برحمتکا یا ارحم الراحمین آمین